he says to me, he goes, so um, your blood work looks great. Yeah. How are you feeling? And I just burst into oh. tears and I said, I think my breast implants are making me sick. Yeah. And for, for a moment, he looked at me and he said, I think you're absolutely right. Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. These are the stories of our tribe. They are important, powerful, and will undoubtedly change you. Welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. Thank you for tuning in, and I want to acknowledge you for taking the time to invest in your mental health and well-being and for supporting the Beautiful Disaster brand and mission. I am beyond pumped about today's episode. I have the honor of having Tara Hopko, breast implant illness survivor and author of the book, Let Me Get This Off My Chest, on with us today. After three years of being a competitive bodybuilder, she realized the only thing she couldn't sculpt were her breasts. So she decided on breast implants, but little did she know her boobs were going to take away her life as she knew it. In today's interview, we are pulling back the curtain about breast implant illness. Tara, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for your bravery to share your story and your experience with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you. So nice to I meet you. I absolutely love I love your brand and I love your mission. So I'm I'm thrilled to meet you. Oh, likewise. Likewise. <laughs> we love your mission too. So when we originally connected, you said that beautiful disaster resonates with you to your core. And you shared that you lost your health and your will to live. Can you take us back to the time that kind of kicked off what you call falling into a societal trap? Absolutely. So back in 2012, I decided I was a wife and I was a mom and I just needed a little bit something more in my life, something for me, right? We all kind of decide that we need a little bit more in our lives. So I decided for me that what I wanted to do was competitive bodybuilding. Amazing. So in 2012, I began to sculpt my body with the help of a trainer and, um, from 2012 until 2014, I competed in figure competitions. Wow. And it was a lot of work. Uh, I worked and I took care of my girls. My husband worked nights. So it was a crazy schedule. I spent a ton of time at the gym and I loved, I loved it. I loved every minute of training. I yeah. love lifting weights and I absolutely loved being on stage. Yes. So I, I did well. I competed. I think I did six competitions in a in two year span. Wow! And yeah, at a great time. It was a really great time. But so I that's noticed that's got to be a very intense way of life. I've known a couple competitive um, competitors, I should say, in that field, and the routines and the diet. And I mean, it is rigid, right? It is very rigid. It's very disciplined. And the diet is huge. The diet wow. is probably 80% of how you look up on that stage. Wow. And it's 10, 10% tan. And then the other 10 is just what you're doing in the gym. Yeah. Um, you know, so I spent, I spent three hours a day at the gym. Um, but honestly, it was about, all about the diet. I ate seven times a day. It was wow. mostly fish and asparagus and, um, it was, I was, you know, I became what I now realize is quite obsessed, ah. um, you know, because I don't really do anything 
half-ass. Yeah, half-ass. I do everything. I throw myself into it. And so I did. And, um, and I I did well and I loved it, but it became, it started to change me. It Mm. really started to change me when I started the process. I never had body image issues. I loved me. I had no problems with who I was or how I looked. I just owned it. I ate what I wanted. I did what I wanted. It was fine. And little by little, this process was starting to change me Uh, and being, I think it was being up on that stage, just being judged all about the way you look. Yes. And like, like I write about the only thing I couldn't sculpt were my breasts. Mm. So I would be getting ready for these, um, figure competitions and I would be in the tanning booths with, you know, someone doing my tanning and I would see all these women with these big breasts and I had nothing. And I didn't care that theirs were fake. Most of them. Right. I just wanted boobs to make me feel more like a woman. Right. Um, so I, little by little, I started to change and Mm. I, even after I stopped competing, I was still really trying to control what I was eating and I was hiding from my family, the fact that I would eat and then I would, um, spit out what I was chewing in the garbage. Um, you know, I didn't want to intake the calories, but I just needed to taste foods that I hadn't had in a long time. And so I noticed that I had just started to gain these body image issues, almost an eating disorder of sorts. And this just wasn't who I was, but deep down I I needed to fill, I needed to fill the void. And so I discussed with my husband, And I said, you know, I've made my body look a certain way. I'm so happy with the way it looks, but I really want boobs. Right. Um, You know, typical guy. He was like, I'm in. I like like boobs. Yeah. (laughs) So, so he was like, okay. Um, You know, so he helped me find the doctor and find, you know, the best type of implants and all of that. And that was in 2015 after I had done the two years of bodybuilding. Wow. Wow. That's so. Yeah. And then. Take us through what started to happen right after you got your implants. So I got my implants in 2015 in April and I had gotten teardrop textured silicone implants. I was sold on the fact that I didn't have uh, much breast tissue of my own and that these textured implants were going to be able to stay in place better. They wouldn't shift into my armpit. They were lifetime devices. I would never need to have anything done. Um, They were less likely to develop a capsular contracture because they were textured. So I was sold on all of these things. I had a doctor who came very well recommended and we went for it. So. I woke up from surgery and I could say now that I immediately felt different, but I didn't realize it then. I thought that maybe it was the anesthesia that was making me sick and that it was taking me a long time to kind of get through that. Um, I had some acne that was developing on my chin. I thought, you know, I justified that by saying, well, when I was in surgery, you know, they had that mask, breathing Mm -hmm. mask or something on my Mm -hmm. face. Um, and then I started to develop issues like um, frequent urination. I was using the bathroom all the time. I couldn't not be in the bathroom. Right. So I went to an endocrinologist. I made him run blood work. I said, it must be from all the bodybuilding I did. I feel like I'm just going to the bathroom all the time. I've got to be diabetic. That's what it is. Right. I'm so thirsty. And all I do is urinate. He ran blood work. He said, no, you're absolutely fine. Your blood work's you know, totally normal. Right. So it didn't explain what was going on, but I thought, you know what? I've just messed up my body with the bodybuilding. I need to just really, you know, 
eat better and, you know, try to control things that way. So, you know, I worked on that for the first year. Um, but the acne continued to get a little bit worse. And I noticed that I was kind of tired all the time. Everything in my head, I justified. I was busy. Right. I was working. Um, yeah. You and know. you're a mom and right. yeah, just stress, life. Life gets crazy. Exactly. So right. I just justified everything in my head the whole time. And the second year I had started a new job. So of course I thought, well, it's just more hours and it's more, you know, physical thing, you know, labor. Right. So I figured that's must be what it is. And doctor after doctor, as you kind of went down this, this road of, okay, I don't feel great. Right. I know something's wrong, but doctor after doctor, no answers. No answers. The second year I started going to the doctor. That's when I would say I started going to the doctor for things like fatigue and they tested me for Lyme's disease. Uh, they tested my hormones and my adrenal glands. Everything came back normal. Wow. Um, I also started to have a lot of gut issues. Mm. Talk about disaster. Right. <laughs> it right. was a disaster. Yeah. Um, and, and you're probably still eating clean. Yes. You know, as clean as you could probably eat. So you're yes. going, what's, what's the deal? Right. I just didn't understand. And I cut out dairy and I yeah. cut out gluten and I cut out all these things. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm still sick. It doesn't make sense. I was nauseous when I ate. Right. And nothing, nothing was making sense. Um, the other thing that I had that was really bad is I started to develop panic attacks. Oh no. And these panic attacks were awful. And they would wake me in the middle of the night out of a deep sleep. Like I said, my husband works nights. I was home alone Jeez. with my girls. I debated whether to call him, whether to call 911. Um, I finally learned how to just kind of talk myself down out of these panic attacks, but it began to become depression because oh, no. I didn't want to leave the house between the acne that made me look. Now I have a picture. Do you mind if I show you the picture? No, I don't of... mind at all. Please. Okay. Please. So, so this is me. Um, can you see that? Okay. Yes. Okay. So this was me after three years with my implants and I absolutely became depressed. I right. didn't want to leave the house. I hated the way I looked. My face hurt all the time. Um, and I didn't want to go anywhere. So, you know, my family was struggling. They were suffering because I just wanted to stay home. Yeah. I wanted to sleep on the couch and, and nobody could help you figure out why. No, every doctor, you're fine. Blood work's fine. Everything's fine. You're just a hypochondriac. You're just oh, worried. No. It's anxiety. You know, I had ended Which up Which is with not what you need to hear when you're suffering from depression and anxiety. Absolutely. <laughs> and panic attacks, right. Absolutely. It just makes it 10 times worse yes. to be told that you're, you're crazy and you're it's imagining your all of what's happening. Mm. Mm. And you know it's so real. You feel it yes. in your heart. You know it's so real. Right. So um, I'm blessed that I had family members who, who believed me. Um, by the third year, I had such joint pain that on Christmas morning of 2017, I woke up, I couldn't walk. Oh my and my God. husband had to take me to the emergency room. And they said, you know, we don't know. We, we don't know. You wow. need to go for an MRI. I went for an MRI and the MRI showed I had spontaneous tears all through my tendon. And they said, are you sure you didn't fall? Are you sure you didn't have an accident? I said, no, I, I literally woke up like this. Right. And they said, well, take these anti-inflammatories and, you know, if you're better then you're fine. Oh, so I did. I took the anti-inflammatories and not only a week later did it help my hip, but it also cleared up my face. 
Interesting. And so that got me to start thinking. Um, I had been to dermatologist after dermatologist with no answers. They did an allergy test and they tested me for 80 different products. They said that I was allergic to one out of the 80, which was thimerosal, which is a mercury-based product. And yeah. the dermatologist said to me, you have acquired this. This isn't something that you were born with. You acquired it from overexposure. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't really like to get the flu shot. I don't right. really, you know, overdo right. medication you avoid or mercury, except for all that fish you were eating when you were bodybuilding. Except for <laughs> <laughs> very, That's exactly very, right. Very minimal. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that got the wheels turning between the... Um, the anti-inflammatory is helping my acne and my joint pain and then the mercury allergy. And I thought, what are my breast implants made out of? You know, it was oh. the only thing left that I never looked into. Right. And, and after getting into this vicious cycle of being sick and doctors and cardiologists and, and rheumatologists. Your and your timeline, your timeline of, okay, when did this all like happen? Right. Yeah. And because I had just done the bodybuilding, everything seemed like it was just kind of related to that. And that's how mm. I just continued to justify right. it. So I got on the internet and I typed in, what are my breast implants made out of? And do you know what I found? Nothing. Really? They wouldn't tell me. The internet wouldn't tell me what the ingredients of my breast implants were. Hmm. So that got me a little bit more curious. Yes. And you know, I started to think about, well, maybe this is something autoimmune because, you know, it's inflammatory, obviously. Right. Um, so I started looking up autoimmune diseases and acne and all of that. And eventually when I entered in to Google, can your breast implants cause autoimmune disease? My world was turned wow. upside down. Oh my God. You know, um, I had been sitting on the couch for weeks. I didn't want to leave the house. Like I said, I was at my lowest. Um, I would cry every night to my husband mm. and I would say, I am dying of something. Oh. I don't know what it is, but right. I feel as though I'm being poisoned. Right. And I told him my wishes for when I died, because oh to be honest with you, I absolutely felt as though I was dying. And I felt like I was trapped in an 80 year old's body. Right. And I was just, just deteriorating. Being... Yeah. And I was absolutely serious. He knew exactly what my wishes were. Wow. And um, I started to prepare my daughters. Not that I ever told them how serious it was, sure. but I started to prepare them for, you know, things like, how do you go grocery shopping without mom? And how right. do you do, you know, just because I honestly felt I was not going to live for another year. Oh my God. So, um, that so was my did, lowest point. How did that feel? Like, take us to how you felt when you finally saw something that made sense. It was the best and the worst moment of my life so I, far. I can understand that. I can understand um, that. To finally have the answers, but then at the same time to know that I had spent thousands of dollars yeah. to have these implants put in because I felt as though I wasn't good enough without them. Mm to realize that they were what was making me so sick. And yeah. now I was going to have to pay thousands of dollars to get them taken out. Right. All of the heartache that I had been through, that I had put my kids through, my mm. husband, my whole family. I mean, my mom would cry with me all the time because we just didn't know it was wrong. I know. And so it was, it was just one of those surreal moments where you're numb Right. And because you're thinking, um, I did this to I, myself. That's right. 
that's what you're thinking even though absolutely you didn't willingly do that to yourself that you, that you got more than you bargained for on that one right but i can understand right. how you're thinking oh my god this is something i i wanted absolutely and and there's a lot of guilt that goes along with that and you beat yourself up a lot because like you said i've i've done this to me i've done this to my family it's financial it's yeah. emotional that's this the messages has been... that are playing over and over and over in your head Absolutely. Right. And so I'm also just, I'm a realist and I'm a woman of action. So the moment I knew what was wrong with me, yeah, I knew what I had, I knew what I had to coming do. out. Yep. I said, these are, I'm done. Yep. And, and from that moment on, I had detached myself from the whole thing. It took right. me a little while to talk to my family about it. I was afraid they were going to think I was nuts. Right. Um, but they didn't. And I actually went to my primary care physician and I said, he says to me, he goes, so, um, your blood work looks great. Yeah. How are you feeling? And I just burst into Aww. tears and I said, I'm dying. Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, what? And like, I said, huh? yeah. I go, I think my breast implants are making me sick. Yeah. And for, for a moment he looked at me and he said, I think you're absolutely right. Wow. And my husband, thank God my husband was sitting there with me and I looked at him and he looked at me and he said, and he oh. said, we have tested you for everything, Tara. Right. He said, there's no reason why you should be this sick. Right. So he said, there's no test to tell right. if this is the case. Right. The only thing you can do is get them taken out and pray that you feel better. Yeah. Um, but in my heart, I, I knew, I absolutely knew what I yeah. had to do. And at that moment, you know, in that time frame. In 2018, there was a lot of buzz about the cancer that's caused by breast implants. Yes. I saw so, an article today that yes. they finally recalled a certain textured implant yes. from Allergan, I think it is. And yep. so when you said textured implant, I was like, uh-oh. So anyway, yes. not to cut you off, but I just <laughs> saw that today. So it's a no, thing. No, I appreciate you it's bringing it thing, up. you guys. It's a thing. <laughs> It is a thing and it is huge right now. And our community is totally going wild right now. Yeah. It is on fire. Um, this is one of the things that we have been fighting for. Allergan is a company that um, is unfortunately responsible for several deaths yeah. from the cancer that yep. is caused by these implants. And so that's why the FDA has asked them to take them off the market. Well, thank and God. they did. I, thank God. Yes. So I didn't have Allergan textured, but I did have a different type of textured implants called Sientra implants. And um, I had some of the symptoms of the cancer. I wow. had itching in my breast that would never go away. I had pain and burning sensation. I had swollen lymph nodes all over my body. And all of those things have gone away since. Wow. Since I've taken May 4th. My implants yes. Out. Since, so, yeah, since yes. May 4th. Take us through. <laughs> That experience, because you, you mentioned in your book, it was it, almost instant when you opened your eyes. Instant. Yeah, so share, share that story with us. So I have to say first, when I went into surgery, I was feeling so sick, I was afraid I wasn't going to make it out of surgery. And this is a very real feeling that many women who are about to have explant surgery feel, because you just feel so poisoned and so sick that you're just afraid you're not going to wake up. 
So that was my first fear. So I went in, I had a wonderful doctor, my surgeon, Dr. Benowitz in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. He was amazing. And he held my hand while I fell asleep. And um, we laughed even before I fell asleep. I said, he he goes, you know, the anesthesiologist is putting me to sleep. And I said, uh, he goes, what are you feeling? And I said, oh, I said, I think the anesthesia is in my mouth and it tastes like shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, well, then it's working. Yeah. And then I guess I was that out. Was I don't it. remember anything after Lights that. Out. <laughs> so I woke up and I just remember hearing the beeping of the heart monitor. And right. I thought, I'm alive. Yes. And anything after this, I can handle. Right. I can handle anything that comes after this. I just needed a second chance at life. Yes. And from the moment I woke up, I knew I was different. Mm. So we had to stay in a hotel room that night. And my husband um, said to me, you know, we were, I was, I was in pain, of course, but it was doable. It was totally doable. And I said, I want to order Italian food and let's talk about what we're going to do over the summer. And he's watching me like a ping pong ball bounce across the room. Right. And he said, you have more life in you right now than you have in three years. He's like, this is crazy. You just had surgery. And I was like, I know, but I feel amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before to be able to get my life back like that. I just, I wanted to soak up every moment of it. And that feeling, thank God has not left me since. Right. Um, It's been, it's been amazing. So little by little, all of my symptoms started to go away. My acne started to clear up. My heart palpitations were gone. My anxiety, my panic attacks. Oh God. Um, there was all my gut issues yes. gone, gone. Wow. And I didn't do anything except take my implants out. I wasn't doing right. a detox protocol. I wasn't doing anything crazy. I just ate clean foods. I drank lots of water. You took out your implants. I took out my implants and I felt amazing. And I no longer felt as though I was dying. And wow. I no longer felt that I wanted to die because I... I knew when I had my implants, I didn't want to live like that anymore. So it was just... This is such a mind-blowing topic, and it's so necessary for people to hear. I do not have breast implants. I'm fortunate that I had natural big Naturally blessed. (laughs) Naturally blessed, yes. So it's not something I've ever had to deal with, but... I don't know many people that don't have them, you know, and of those people, there's definitely complaint, you know, anxiety, depression, or health issues, or this or that, and before reading your story and reading your book, I didn't know about breast implant illness. I didn't know it existed. So, you know, you've told me that you have now redefined your experience, and Tell us now about your mission, the mission that you're on, and obviously your story inspired you to write this book, Let Me Get This Off My Chest. So um, share with us what this has done for you and the mission you're on now. So like I said, it changed who I am. It it absolutely, it it was a faithful journey for me because at your weakest, right, you're on your knees and you're going... I can't do this alone. Right. And so whatever higher power you believe in, you just freaking pray, right? Yeah. You go, I'll do anything for you to give me my life back. Yeah. And that's where I was at. I was on my knees. As you read in my book, I was on my shower floor. Yep. 
and I was at my lowest point. And so and when hiding you get it, to that and hiding it from people. Yeah. Yeah. Just painting a smile on my face every day at work, at home. People did not know how sick I was. I honestly didn't know how right. sick I was because I was so confused. Um, so I redefined myself. I love me mm. and I love me for all of my scars. And like you say, for all of my imperfections yes. and I'm not defined by my boobs, by any, any of my body parts. Right. I am defined by who I am as a person, yeah. by what I bring to the table in a relationship and a friendship and the fact that I'm strong-willed and I never give up and I never gave up on myself. I yeah. just kept digging and digging and digging to figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah. Um, so those are the things that define me now and I'm not afraid to speak out about it. And like I say in my book, self-love is not selfish right. because I don't know when society decided that it was okay to tell us that we are wrong for thinking well of ourselves. Right. Like, who the hell decided that it's not okay for me to love me? That's right. And, and, and the fact that women, all women do it, is compete against each other yeah. and who's the prettier and mm -hmm. who's, and who's sexier and, and bigger and smaller here and whatever. Yeah. We need to lift each other up. And that's yeah. what I, I love about your brand because Aww. that's what you're all about and, and, and reading your posts on, on your Facebook um, page that you have for women and yes. just building each other up because, you know, prior to being beautifully broken now, yeah. I didn't have the easiest childhood either. Right. And we all have those scars that yes. some you can see and some you can't. Correct. And some of us hide them better than others. Um, but we all have a story to tell. We do. And so I just feel like we have to embrace each other. And so I'm on this mission to just promote self-love. Yes. And especially I have two daughters who are 13 and 11. Those, and those are the ages. <laughs> I, I do this for them. Yeah. Because I'm raising them. We're raising these girls in a filtered society. Yep. They don't even know what is real anymore. I know. I know. Everything is filtered yep. and they see these YouTube videos and TikTok videos and they think life is perfect. Of course. And it's not. It's and, all and a so, facade. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm all about being honest and just being real, especially with my kids. My kids have been on this journey with me from start to finish. Yes. I've been totally truthful with them. Yes. I don't keep anything from them. They know everything that I've been through. So they great. see my scars mm -hmm. and I, and they see how proud I am of yes. them. Yes. So, um, and now so you're that's helping get this message out. Your book is incredibly powerful. It, Thank you. I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. We connected and now we're going to share this on a platform with hundreds of thousands of people because they need to know it. They need to hear it. And if it's not them, it may be somebody they know and everybody. Yeah. And it could prevent, it could prevent something from happening. So I am just so, I am just so honored to have met you. I am honored to have you in the beautiful disaster tribe. You are an unbelievable warrior. Please tell our listeners and our viewers where they can find your book and how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So like you said, I'm an advocate now. Yes. I am a breast implant illness advocate. 
I went to the FDA and I testified on behalf of the FDA back in March. I spent two days there with 80 amazing, amazing women that I'm in a support group with. And we all are shouting it from the rooftops. We're telling anybody and everybody that will listen, whether it's the news or social media or in person handing out business cards, we're telling people that everybody has the potential to get sick from their breast implants, whether it's breast implant illness or whether it's the cancer that it causes, everyone has that potential. No one is safe from that. And so um, I've become quite the advocate and I absolutely love doing it. Yes. Um, my book is available on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle, you can get it in paperback and you can get it in audiobook. Awesome. Um, We'll put a link into it too on the video. Okay, perfect. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, I started writing my book right after my explant surgery, and it was it just it just came out because yeah. it was it was just my story. That's right. And it was easy for me to tell. And I talk about self love, and um, I actually have an excerpt from it that I wanted to share because yes, please. In my book, which I wrote before I found you. Yes. Oh, I saw um, it. I saw it. I know what you're going to say. (laughs) (laughs) It says, breast implant illness may have broken you, but you are beautifully broken. That's right. Your brokenness is not the final outcome. Your outcome is the reward of who you get to become after the storm is over. That's right. And I absolutely think that that applies to anybody, no matter what storm you've walked through, whether it's abuse, neglect, um, death of a family member, spouse, anything, whatever you're walking through, yeah, you will get through that storm and you are going to be different on the other side. Yes, you will. You have to, you know, that's the best part of this whole journey is that through the storm, I've become this, this whole new person. Yes. And so I, I can't look back with regret on right. what I've been through. Right. I have to look at it with grateful eyes because it's given me so much. I've met amazing women. I've had amazing experiences. And so no matter what happens from here on out, like life is just freaking good. It is. And <laughs> it's just good. And you, you just touched on something so profound and I've experienced it myself through traumas. There's a gift. There's a gift. And when you're in it, man, it doesn't feel like a gift, but every person that I have spoken with interviewed, interacted with, emailed with, chatted with, that has been through the shittiest of shit, gets a gift. And you just have to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't go underneath it. You have to go through it in order to get your gift. And we don't understand it, but for some reason, when when we're through it, we're thankful. Yes. And And it's a bizarre concept. But you look at it like this roadmap of life, right? And you put all these little pins in the map of where you've been in the past. And when you got to that pin, it it wasn't good. But when you get to this pin and you look all the way back, it's unbelievable the sense of gratitude that we find from what we thought was the worst of the worst that ends up being a gift. Absolutely. I'm just... I'm so encouraging of women, just don't stay stuck. Like, yes. you know what I mean? It's just, yes. you didn't give up. You felt like you were dying, but you didn't give up. You yes. didn't give up. And that is, that is the determining factor of getting through. 
Absolutely. And this is what the women that I mentor through their, their explant surgery and all yeah. of this, I, I tell them, and I, and I have a chapter in my book called the gift. That's yeah. why I love what you said, yes. because it is, it's such a gift. It is. And, and I, I tell the women that you have to let go of the anger because that anger is an extension of the storm that you walked through. Yeah. So if you're holding on to that anger, you're not fully through the storm, right? right? So you've, you've got to let go and you've got to move forward and you have to then turn that terrible situation into something beautiful because, because it is, you have to find the beauty in every situation. You do. It is. It's just, it's so much mindset. It's so much mindset, but I interrupted you so we could find the book on Amazon and how can our listeners and viewers connect with you if they have questions, if they need resources. So share that with us. Absolutely. I'm on Facebook just as Tara Hopko. And I also have another page, Tara Hopko. Let me get this off my chest. Okay. And you can find me, you can message me on either of those. I'm on Instagram as tiny underscore tower. Okay. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube. I just started a YouTube channel and I'm Fantastic. just trying to, you know, any way I can get the word out there, I'm yes. doing it. Yes. So any of those, I have women messaging me daily. Uh, they're scared. Yep. They're hopeless. And, and I'm sure you get this too. And, you know, there's some days where lifting them up puts me back where I need to be. Yeah. Because sometimes you lose your way too, right? You get frustrated and you start to get just overwhelmed by all of this. I'm sure you understand. And, and helping others continues to help me heal. The moment that I am stuck inside of myself, when I'm of service to our tribe, I mean, it's instant, instant puts you right back in your place, makes you remember what you're here to do, (laughs) puts you back on track. Yes, it does. It just totally centers you again. Yes. Which is amazing. Yes. So I have a request. Yeah. So I hope people reach out. Yes. Yes. Oh, I think they will. (laughs) I I think there's people that are going to be curious. Maybe they won't reach out today, tomorrow, you know, whenever the timing is right for them, or if they share your information with somebody else. Um, but I do have a request of you because it's so powerful. Um, I'm hoping that you will read your I woke up one day poem for yes. us during this interview. And then when you're finished with that, I have something a little bit fun for us. So okay, take it away. <laughs> All right. I woke up one day. I woke up one day and thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice to have a top shelf? I'd feel like a woman, wear a real-size brassiere. My husband and I would hold them so dear. So Doc put him in, 370 cc's. Little did I know I'd be brought to my knees. They were fun at first. I sure filled out a dress, but I began to start feeling I'm a bit of a mess. First it's fatigue, then a lymph node would swell. My eyes look so sick, I wonder if anyone can tell. Your hair doesn't grow, the hairdresser would say. I hear, why in the world does your face look that way? Pain burning, pain stabbing, constant ringing in my ears. I've grown oh so unsure that I can handle all these fears. Day after day aging in double time. Ouch, that pain in my hip, maybe this could be Lyme. Oh, hey there, doc, I can't breathe well, I say. He cocks his head to the side, maybe try yoga someday. You're nervous, you're anxious, you worry too much, but I feel it's these bags causing all this weird stuff. Each night as I sit with my husband and cry, all I can say is I feel I might die. So I woke up one day and I looked at myself. I still have great boobs, but where are my health? 
The who I once was has disappeared awful quick. My body and soul are left feeling sick. What's wrong with me, doc? I broke down and cried. Your blood work looks good, but I feel dead inside. So I woke up one day being brought to my knees. I prayed to the heavens, someone help me please. Was then that I found info Nicole had shown thousands of women, I'm not alone. Breast implant illness, it's real and it's true. If only I'd known, if only we knew. But I woke up one day, now I know what to do. To my body and mind, I must stay true. From this nightmare I'm living, I want to wake up. Even if that means I'll be an A cup. These bags have to go, I will take my life back. What I'll do is explant, it's my plan of attack. It's then that the heal will begin to take start. My body, my mind, my soul, and my heart. I'll surely be sad to not fill out a dress, but peace I will have to let go of this stress. Then I'll wake up one day, to my daughters I'll say, look in the mirror and love yourself this way. To myself I will turn and then I will say, I'm grateful for you and that you woke up one day. Mm. So good, so good. I know, no, I'm crying, don't worry, I'm crying too. Oh, uh, I wrote that amazing. like right. I wrote that right after I found out about breast implant illness, and um, you know, I just writing obviously it's a therapeutic yes. thing for me. So yeah. my book just started with me wanting to process everything that had happened. I wanted to have a memoir for my daughters to remember what we went through, right. and after reading it, I thought, you know what, maybe I could save a few lives doing this. Maybe I could just help people know that they're not alone. And I just today hit 500 books uh, that I've sold. So that is amazing. (laughs) Congratulations. Well, I know for sure you are your mission and you know, the, the community you're creating is going to save lives. It's going to raise awareness. I'm, I'm a girl who didn't know about it until I met you, Tara. So your message is being heard and it will continue to be shared. And I am just so grateful that you are in the Beautiful Disaster Tribe. Like I said, we are honored to have you. We have so many women from so many different walks of life that have overcome so many different things. And this is how we take our power back as women because perfection does not exist. We do not live in a filter. And I agree with you for our daughters and our sons, we've got to lift this veil. We have got to lift this veil and we've got to learn how to love ourselves. And I'm just so proud of you. And I hope you honor yourself for contributing to that movement. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and welcoming me into your tribe. I think that both of our missions complement each other yeah. so amazing. So I hope that my girls watching this will also become a part of the Beautiful Disaster yes. Tribe because yes. they are amazing. And it's just okay. another place for you to go and know that you're loved, you're yes. supported, yep. you are complete and enough just as you are. So Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so before we go, I wanna have some fun with you. Uh-oh. I am gonna <laughs> ask you five rapid fire questions. And oh they're, gosh. they're just silly. They're just for fun. And okay. all you do is answer them with like just a couple sentences. And um, it's just silly and fun. Okay. okay. So question number <laughs> one, what is your favorite fast food and what do you order? Oh, Chick-fil-A. Yes. I love chicken tenders and waffle fries. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, side note, 
our warehouse is directly behind a Chick-fil-A. We literally uh, smell it all day, every day. And I would have such a hard time with that. It still smells good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and you got to have Chick-fil-A sauce with your tenders. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, okay, number two, what's your favorite word to use? Oh, the F word. Perfect. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. My husband's like, well, you stop dropping the F-bomb around. No, you got to say it. You got to say it. And you got to say it with conviction because sometimes, sometimes freaking just doesn't do the job. It just exactly. doesn't do the job. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, number three, what turns you on the most? Uh, when my husband cleans the house. <laughs> Like if right. you want to get it, just do the dishes. Just do the freaking dishes. So man. he's over there scrubbing. I got this. I'm on it. <laughs> so cute. So much truth in that, but so cute. <laughs> what turns you off the most? Uh hmm. That's a really good question. I should have an answer. Hmm. <laughs> and it can't be dirty uh. dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess when we smell. Yeah. That's a big right? one. Yeah. Body odor. We're like, okay, you know what? This shouldn't happen now. We'll, we'll reconvene later. How about we meet in the shower? <laughs> yeah, even better. Okay. And number five. And now my girls are going, ew. Right. Now they're like, fast forward. Uh, number five. If you got in the check, if you got a check in the mail for $1 million, what would you do with it? I would start a an explant fund for women who cannot explant my husband and i talk about this all the time yeah that we would start a place not only where women could get explant for a cheaper cost yeah but that they could come and recover and we would take care of them for you know the first two weeks after surgery oh that is amazing well keep spreading your message you know that you um you know give and you shall receive so keep working hard at your mission and Thank you, Tara, so much for educating us, inspiring us, making us laugh there at the end. <laughs> and we're just so honored that you shared your story with us. And if there's anything else that you would like to say, you know, to the tribe and to anybody who might be listening or watching this, go ahead and, and close it up for us. All right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and welcoming me into your tribe. Like I said, I am I'm honored to be a part of it and I'm proud to be beautifully broken. And I think that that's, you know, that's the only thing left that I wanna say is that just be who you are, own it, and, and love you for who you are and for all that you stand for and, and all of your scars and all of your imperfections because the sexiest thing is confidence. Yes. So just, just own it, yes. girl. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having yes, me. I feel like I have a new friend. Yeah. Oh, you do. You do have a whole family here at Beautiful Disaster. So, Thank um, you. yep, we will be in touch soon. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, go to Amazon. Let me get this off my chest by Tara Hopko and find her on Instagram and Google Tiny Tower, right? 
on yeah, um, tiny, underscore, tiny tower. underscore tower on Instagram and Facebook, Tara Hopko. Reach out, connect. She's absolutely more than willing to help you, answer your questions, give you resources, steer you in the right direction. And if you are feeling connected to the topic of this video or podcast, don't ignore it. Reach out, start to explore the little synchronicities that you're like, that's interesting. I have that, I have that, and I have implants. At least reach out Absolutely. to Tara. She'll help and you if, through it. If they don't feel comfortable reaching out, they can go to healingbreastimplantillness.com. They're healingbreastimplantillness.com. So thank you to all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Tara. Thank you. Bye.